You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12 is where we'll be for our message this morning. Let's make sure that our Bibles are open and our cell phones are not. Cell phones on silent. Let's put those away. God bless you so much for being here. Those who are new here at our church, we thank you so much for being here. We hope that you don't feel new. We hope that you feel like you've been a part of us for a very long time. And we want you to be a part of us for a very long time. So thank you so much for being here. We love our church family. And uh, as with any family, you love to see it grow. And you are welcome. And we are so thankful that you are here. It has been so painful recently preaching messages because I feel like the portions of scripture that I'm trying to pluck out of the passage and give to you are so insufficient when you consider the context of everything. And I'm in no way belittling scripture. If I was a better preacher, I would be able to handle the entire passage in the time allotment that I have. But it's Mother's Day. I know that many of you are wishing to spend some time with your mothers and uh, maybe go out. I want to keep that in mind. But this is very important. The the most important thing that's going to happen to you today, instead of reading the entire context, I encourage you to do so. But we're just going to read verses 47 and 48. And you'll just be able to see by the first word of verse 47 that it's a continuation of thought. We'll look into it a little bit. But what the Lord is giving is, is a story of servants. And a servant that has been given, and different servants who have been given responsibilities. And the master says, I am going to leave. And while I leave, it is my will for you to do two things. It's my will for you to work with the gifts and the resources that I have given you. And it is my will for you to watch for my return. That is my will for those two things. And here's where we're going to pick up. And it starts talking about blessed servants are the ones who watch. And blessed servants are the ones who work. Slothful servants and cursed servants are the ones who say, you know, he's been gone a long time. I don't think he's going to come back. And if he's going to come back, it's highly doubtful that he'll come back today. So I'm just going to take it easy. What if he does come back that day? Oh, man. You know, when, when a thief breaks into a house... It's unbeknownst to the person inside. If the person inside knew that the thief was coming, surely he would have watched. Surely he would have had the ready to go. Well, this is Texas. It's probably a... And when the thief comes in, you're ready, and there's pow, 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 pow. Sounds of reloading. Pow, 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 pow. When you're not ready for the thief, the thief is coming. The thief is coming in, and you can't tell him, oh, I wasn't ready for you. Oh, you're right. Okay, I will be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock. He's not going to do that. You will suffer punishment because the thief came, whether you are ready or not. How much more are you going to be held accountable if the thief did tell you, I'll be here tomorrow night at 10, and you still weren't ready? And the master's will 
is work with the resources that I have given to you to watch over and be a steward of my work and watch for me to come back because I will come back and you better be ready. Verse 47, and that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes. Well, I didn't know that we were supposed to work. I didn't know that I was supposed to watch. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're still a servant, and you still should have worked, and you still should have watched. A servant shouldn't have to hear from their master to work and watch. A servant should just know. That's what a servant does. But if you didn't know, but you still committed things that were worthy of stripes, you, you will be beaten too. But notice this, not as much as the one who did know. You shall be beaten with few stripes. And here's the principle that I want to pull out. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. The title of my message is Remember the Hungry. Now you're going to think, what in the world does that have to do with any? We'll get to that. Remember the hungry. Lord, please save the soul that is nearest hell. Revive backsliders in this room. Call the prodigal home. Glorify your name and use me in any way you can. Do not let us leave this place the same as we came. Lord, I believe we will either leave here closer to you or further from you, but we will respond to the message in one way or the other. Let it be closer to you for your name's sake. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. If you listen to me this morning, it's not a Mother's Day message. It's just a, Mother's, it's just a message on Mother's Day. If you listen to me this morning and you apply it, you will live a wonderful and fulfilled and content life. I promise you that you will. But it's not up to me, it's, it's up to you. Beyond that, however, if you listen to the message that I have for you this morning, you will have a good judgment day. And I don't care how good my life is, if I have a bad judgment day, it's going to undo every good that ever happened in my life. And my job is not to give you a good life. My job is, first of all, to give you a good judgment day. But God is so merciful that if you live in such a way where your judgment day is good, your life will be good too. You can have both. And judgment is coming. And it's my job to get you ready. Now we hear that in church all the time, don't we? Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. And a lot of times we just sit there. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. But, 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 but wait a second. Judgment is coming. Now why don't we react? And I had a perfect illustration given to me this last week. Miss Tracy and I are walking in the airport, and suddenly we hear, and lights start flashing on the walls. Fire alarm in the airport. Where were we? Houston? Houston. The Houston airport. And here are the stages that you go through. We're walking, we're walking to our, our gate, and everything starts going off. I'm not doing it again. You know what it sounds like. <laughs> and the first reaction is fear. And we all pause. Everybody pauses. And Tracy and I look at each other. Second stage, do we act? 
What, what, what do we do? Now, we don't make our own decision. We very quickly start scanning everybody else. What is everyone else doing? Well, he's still eating his, his Rocky Mountain taffy apple for some reason. You know, I'm just dying for a taffy apple. I know where to go. The airport. I don't know who's walking through an airport. I would just give anything for a taffy apple right now. So, okay, and he's eating his burrito, and he's eating his Panda Express. And within a very short period of time, the fire alarm's still going off, mind you. We went from fear to do we act to look to everybody else. Nobody else is acting, so we just keep walking. And we sit down in our terminal, and it's still going off. And uh, you, know, you know what we said to each other? This is annoying. <laughs> You'd think someone would shut this off, right? It escalated. Suddenly, an announcement comes over, and it's this very pleasant lady, automated message. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? A fire alarm has started in the airport. Please, in a calm manner, head to the nearest exit. Do not use the elevators. Thank you. You know what all of us did? I kept eating my taffy apple. <laughs> and it's going off and off and off and off. And there's this warning that is built into the building that is meant to say very clearly, get out! <laughs> and no one's getting out. Now, do you know what would have got me moving real quick? If some, oh, smoke, well, yeah. <laughs> Smoke! Yes. A little late at that point. No. You know what would have got me moving? If somebody who I could tell worked there ran into the terminal and said, fire! There is a fire! Okay? And it started just down that way, and it's coming this way. You don't see the smoke yet because it's a little far, but there's this thing about fire. It spreads! Get out! Nearest exit there! Nearest exit there! Go! 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 Vominos! I would have put down my taffy. No, I would have taken it with me, but I would have eaten it on the way. <laughs> but I would have gotten moving. So Lord help me if I just stand up here behind the pulpit. May I have your attention, please? <laughs> Judgment is coming. Please get your family in order. Read your Bible and pray. And stop sinning so much. Thank you. You know what you're going to do? You're going to have fear at first. Is he telling the truth? You're going to think, should I act? Because if it is true, I should, right? I, I just don't feel like burning today. But then you're going to look at everyone else. Everyone else is pretty calm. And the warnings that are coming are not very enthusiastic. So let me give you a very enthusiastic warning. Judgment is coming. And I don't think we're ready. And in fact, when I look at the principle that I'm reading here, we're not. We are not ready. It's my job to get you ready. 
And I'm going to do that by pointing out this principle. And then I'm going to talk about a problem that we have with this principle. And then I'm just going to ask you some questions at the end. And I'm going to leave it completely up to you. Just as the Lord left it completely up to me in my study. Okay? So, what is the principle? The more God gives, the more he expects. And doesn't that make sense? Gentlemen, whether you know anything about carpentry or woodworking or anything, if I gave you all the same plans to build a simple table, just, just a flat piece and four legs, and I gave you all the same plans to do it, but I gave some of you different tools and different materials. Let's just say I chose two of you. Man, man A and man B. And let's say I gave to the first man oak, and the second man I gave balsa. This one, I give a sharp saw. This one, I give a dull saw. This one, I give power tools. This one, I give hand tools. And this one, I even provide a woodworking class. This one, I say, you're just going to need to figure it out yourself. Follow the plans. Wouldn't it be fair at the end to say that I expect more from this one than this one? Ladies, if I chose two of you, Lady A, Lady B, and I gave you both the same chocolate chip recipe, but for this one, I gave all the brand new KitchenAid everything, and this one over here, I went to Goodwill. This one over here has a Blendtec blender, and this one over here has... A, a, a Blend X from Walmart, great value. This one over here, I get very expensive ingredients. I get the best chocolate, I get the best flour, I import everything in from somewhere because apparently that's important. And then over here, I get things from wherever. Over here, I give the lady a cooking class. Over here, I say, figure it out yourself. Just go ahead and follow the plans. Wouldn't it be fair? At the end, when these cookies are given to me, to expect more of this one than of this one? Because I gave more to this one. This one had so much more at their disposal in order to not only complete, both of them could complete their task, but this one has so much more going because so much more was given. And the principle is to whom God gives much, he expects much from that person. And that's all he's saying. To whom much is given, him, the same man, I am going to require much. So what does it mean for me? What does it mean for you? Has, has God not given us much? God has given us much. He gave us a country. The United States of America. We could have been born anywhere. We could have lived anywhere. And God either let us be born here or let us come here. He gave us a city of Corpus Christi. He gave us a home. A place that provides shelter and warmth in the winter and 
cool in the summer, place of safety, place where we can lock our doors and have our privacy, raise our children. He gave us a vehicle. He gave us a spouse. Gave us kids. Kids gave you parents. He gave us clothes. Gave us food. I don't think anyone in here is starving. Some of you know, I know you're not. I looked down when I said it. I didn't look at anyone's. I try. I am a fat person in a skinny person's body. It's not for lack of trying. Gave us a job. He gave us a church. And let's just talk about the place. Look at this place. Soft seats. Air conditioning. Hymnals. PA system, piano, organ, instruments. No leaks anymore. <laughs> Baptistry, parking lot, land. Let's think of the other aspect. He gave us a church family. Look at that monstrosity next door. He gave us that. Every time I walk in there, it ain't getting any smaller. He gave us the gospel. We have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. That God loved me and you enough to leave that place and come here to die for me? That is an incredible story. And we've heard it. He's given us much. And he gives us that with the expectation, with the requirement that we will use what he has given us to serve him. But that is usually not our response. I want to pair this principle with a proverb. And the proverb reveals this problem that we have with this principle. It reveals the usual response when somebody is given much. Proverbs 27.
verse 7. That's our usual response, isn't it? When we're given much. The full soul loatheth the honeycomb. Have any of you eaten honey straight from the honeycomb? Oh, you really can't get anything better. The full soul loatheth the honeycomb, but to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is as sweet as that honeycomb to them. You know when you eat so much, you get so full, you feel gross, and sometimes a commercial will come on or somebody else who hasn't eaten that day will start talking about food, and you make the comment, I don't want to think about food right now. I ugh, ugh, ugh. When you are so full, somebody could set down a perfectly charred, medium-rare Wagyu steak. And you're going to say, no. It do, it, when you are full, it doesn't matter how tender the steak is. It doesn't matter how expensive the lobster is. It doesn't matter how rich the cake is. I said rich because I didn't want to use the M word. It doesn't matter how aromatic the herbs are. Moist, okay, moist. I was going to lose you for the rest of the time. What are you talking about? Manageable? You made me say it. It doesn't matter how moist the cake is. It doesn't matter how fresh the vegetables are. It doesn't matter how ripe the fruit is. It doesn't matter how sweet the honey is. When you are full, ugh, no, no, no. That is our fleshly response. That is our natural response. It is not to be thankful that you're full. It's to despise what made you full. God has given us a country. The United States of America. Yeah, but there's taxes. And the cost of living is so high. And the politics are ridiculous. You're right. Let's move to the country where the politics aren't ridiculous. Where are we going? Where are we going? You choose. I'll pay. One way. And the military isn't what it used to be. And, 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 and inflation. And inflation. God has given us a city. Yeah, but it's kind of ugly here. Everything's flat. There's no hills. The trees aren't big. And the weather. Oh, the weather is just, oh, it's always sunny. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm getting a little sarcastic, but I hope deep down you feel a pang of guilt because we've all done it. And the roads. Have you ever seen the roads? And nobody knows how to drive in Corpus. Amen. And you, and you can't... <laughs> And they never let you turn 
left. You got to go around all the stuff. And everything's under construction. And they say it's going to be done here, but it's not. It takes like at least a month more. God's given us a home. Yeah, it's kind of small. Wish we had another bedroom. Internet's not so fast. We had a power outage the other day for no reason. My house is so big, my Wi-Fi won't reach across it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful house. It's hard, it's hard to cool in the summer. Guys, we're ridiculous. He's given us a vehicle. Yeah, but the gas mileage and the gas prices. Thanks, Biden. And my vehicle makes noises. When I first got it, it would It kind of purred like And now it's like It's a beautiful car you got. Yeah, I really don't like the color. There's a ding in the door. I can't get it out. Did the whole plunger trick. Didn't work. God's given you a spouse. Oh yeah, but you know, you know, she she, you know, she's not she's not perfect. I know you see her here where she's like all dressed up and stuff. And I know you see him here and he's all kind and stuff, but sometimes when he comes home after working 10 hours, you know, to feed me, he's a little irritable. <laughs> And my husband's he's dirty. He leaves, he leaves his shoes on the floor. And he won't hang up his stuff. And when he's done with his dishes, he won't put them in the sink. He'll put them next to the sink. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just think it would be better off if I was alone. Gave me kids. Gave you kids. Yeah, but they're loud. <laughs> And they're annoying every two minutes. Dad, 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 dad. Mom, 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 mom. And you know how your kids call you? You know they're, I'm hurt. Mom! You know they're, I'm trying to get somebody else in trouble. Mom. <laughs> and you know the, I want something. Mom. <laughs> And they're dirty too. And you gotta feed them. And you gotta buy them these clothes. And you buy them shoes. And then a month later, they don't fit anymore. So you gotta buy them more. And they're so expensive. And they don't sleep. It's <laughs> giving us clothes. Yeah, they're kind of old. They're a little out of style. They just kind of make me feel bleh. I don't feel like a queen in these. <laughs> God gave us food. How many times did we go to the pantry? I'm not in the mood for any of this. God gave us a job. Yeah, but the boss. And the pay isn't. And the coworkers are. And I got to sit at a desk all day, and the, and the, and the, the chair doesn't have proper lumbar support. And I just, oh. 
And sometimes it, it sh even though I didn't do the lever, it'll just sh <laughs> And my wife wonders why I'm irritable when I come home. What if you spend the whole day sh <laughs> And I don't have a stand-up desk, so I had to do this the entire day. God gave us a church. Yeah, but it's kind of small. We have to sit next to people. It's either too cold or it's too hot. Brother Darren can't get it right. Singing's so loud, singing's too quiet, there's not enough parking, we've got to park in the grass, and I get stuff on my shoes. In the bathrooms, there's not enough bathroom space, not enough space for my ministry, not enough space for this, not enough space for that. God's given us a church family. Yeah, but so-and-so. We just don't get along. I mean, they're just, you know, I say this, they say that. Yeah, you're different. And they're frustrating. They're and God gave us a building. And I said, yeah, but it's expansive. You don't have to tell me. It's expensive, and it's this, and the layout isn't this, and, and, the, and the parking isn't this, and then and that. And we got to give to it, and we got to work. God gave us the gospel. Yeah, yeah, we heard it. We heard it. Every Sunday morning, we're going to hear it again. We heard it. Jesus came. Jesus died. Jesus rose. Yeah, we heard it. We heard it. We got it. We got it. When he gave us all those things to help make your service to him easier, and we complain. And while complaining about how full you are, let me remind you there are people eating much worse than a honeycomb. But they eat it with praise because they're so hungry. How would they respond if they were given a honeycomb? when even the bitter thing that they're eating is sweet. Oh, this country, you know how many people would die and are dying to come here. They'll do it legally, they'll do it illegally to come here to this country that we complain about because of the taxes and because of the politics and because of the inflation. Do you know how many people are living in a country where they wish inflation was a problem? I would love to have a piece of that honeycomb for a day. This city. Next time you complain about Corpus Christi, Texas, I want to remind you of all the other cities you could be in.
You know, the cities where the crime is so high you can't even let your kids go out and play. You know, the cities where fentanyl is filling the streets to the, to the point where crumpled bodies are just laying, and you, you, if you wanna walk to the store, you have to walk over crumpled bodies and trash bags to get there. You think those people in those cities would love to live here? Oh, I think they would. You know how many youth pastors want to schedule things for their youth, but they can't because the rain and the snow and the cold? And we're going to complain about the sun when we can schedule really whatever we want and we never have to worry about it. God has given us much. He gave us clothes. Yeah, but there, do you know how many people out there would give anything to have one of your outfits, ladies? One of your outfits, sir? Do you know how many people have been wearing the same shoes, cutting the toes out of them because they can't afford anything else, and we're going to complain? He's given us a vehicle. Yeah, but it does, okay, wait, 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 wait. You know how many people are walking? And we'll give anything to have your vehicle that you want to drive off the harbor bridge because your 2020 BMW doesn't get great gas mileage? Gave us a spouse. Yeah, but they, listen to me, ma'am. He's dirty. He's disgusting. He doesn't understand you. Sometimes he talks when he shouldn't, and sometimes he thinks he's right, where he's way off base. But you listen to me. You listen to me. He's not perfect, but there are a thousand women who would give anything to be married to the husband that you have. You know the women who wake up every morning only to eat the bitterness of being beaten by their husbands and being verbally abused and neglected. Those women would gladly clean up after your dirty husband. And sir, you complain about your wife. Because she does this, she does that. She, there are a thousand men who would love to have a wife with Christ in her heart. Even with all of her imperfections. Gave us kids. They're so annoying. Do you know how many women would love to hear one of their own say, Mommy? Do you know how many men would love to hear one of their own say, Daddy, can I have something to eat? Gave us a job. 
Yeah, but it's this and that. You know how many people would die to have your job? I'm not in the mood for any of this in my pantry. You know how many people would die to have the saltine crackers that are stale in the back of that pantry? God gave us a church. Yeah, but it's this and it's small and blah, blah, blah. You know how many, you know how many churches will never have this? It's too cold in here. You know how many churches don't have air conditioning? It's too hot in here. You know how many churches don't have a heater? The carpet's peeling up. You know how many churches don't have carpet? Go to so many churches, oh, our carpet is this. They're gonna, you have carpet? <laughs> Church family. Yeah, but she and he and she and he and they and this and that. And I'm the first one to be convicted about that. Because I'll tell you, during our winter revival, during, during February, I was frustrated about some stuff. I was frustrated. Frustrated with people, frustrated with this. And I had a pastor come up to me Tuesday night and said, I don't know what I wouldn't give if my church could be like this. You know how many people would give anything to eat the honey we're despising? We've heard the gospel, but we've heard it so much, it's no longer sweet to us. Look up here, it's not time to pray, I'll tell you. We've heard the gospel, it's no longer sweet to us, that God died for you. And he was tortured for you, and he could have stopped it at any point and sent us to hell where we belong. But he went through it all, but we've heard it so much, we've, we're so full of it. It's so easily, easily ignored while millions are drinking the bitter gall of false religions and false teachings and false gods, and they're loving it because they're so hungry. I'll strap a bomb to my body and die for my God. At least I have a God. What, how would they react if somebody told them about the honeycomb of Jesus Christ? Amen. You don't have to die for him. He died for you. Amen. You don't have to do anything for him. He did everything for you. And you don't have to work to forgive yourself. He will forgive you by his grace because he loved you. My love for him and your love for him doesn't have to originate from yourself. We love him because he first loved us. Here's the last thing I have to say. There's a judgment coming. And you want to know what the judgment is going to be? What did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with the much? 
I gave you all this and this is the table you build? I gave you all that and these are the cookies I get? I expected more. You heard the gospel and you never trusted in me? What will you do, sir? You heard the gospel today, that Jesus loves you. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, not worketh for him, not is baptized in his name, not talks about him, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You have been given much just in that. And he's going to want to know, what did you do? with what you were given. What did you do with the family that so many others would have loved to have? What did you do with the spouse that so many others would have loved to have? What did you do with the kids that so many others would have loved to taste of that honeycomb of sweetness? What did you do with the clothes and the car and the home and the church and the people that I gave you to help you serve more? Did you use it or did you complain because you were so full? Lord, help us. The gospel has been given to you. What have you done with it? Will you reject that honeycomb? Eat the bitterness of religion? You can if you may, and you might be so hungry that it seems sweet to you. Let me give you something much sweeter. Amen. A God that loves you enough to die for you and will forgive you of all your sins. You came in here with all your sins on your account and you feel them weighing you down as if an invisible package was on your back. Could you imagine walking out of here today with all of that lifted? You can, because Jesus is real, and he's alive, and he loves you. And when God gave much, he gave his son. But what will you do with it, sir? And what will you do with it, ma'am? And Christian, what will you do with everything else? I think we've complained too much about what has made us full instead of being thankful that we are. Remember the hungry the next time you complain. Remember the judgment the next time you complain. Remember the resources God has given you because at that judgment, they will be held against you based on what you did with them. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.